decluttering. We we read about it. We see about it. Yeah, you scroll through your news feed on Facebook. You see a, a, an article about it all the time. Is it more than just cleaning? Is it more than just spring cleaning? Uh, cleaning out the garage or cleaning out the house? Is it more than that? Is there something deeper to decluttering? Joining me by phone today, Jackie Myers, returning guest here on Faith and Family, mom, wife, and uh, domestic engineer. I think that's probably a good way to describe it. I don't know. What's a, what's what's the best title for you, Jackie? <laughs> oh, I suppose just mom. mom. I don't know. We all have to do it. So. <laughs> Welcome back. Glad to have you back on Faith and Family again and uh, talking more about uh, family life issues and Recently, you shared with friends that uh, you read something that was was that practically changed your household. You read a book about uh, decluttering, "The More of Less" by Joshua Becker. What what prompted you to to pick up this book? Well, actually, um, even before that, several years ago, I had read the book "Organized Simplicity" by Tish Oxenreiter, and she is a mom blogger. Uh, she has a whole host of of, um, blogs at this point, and I believe they are called um, The Art of Simple at this point, Uh, but they started out as uh, Simple Mom was the name of her blog at the time, and she was somebody that I followed, and she has several uh, blogs under that same um, home blog of The Art of Simple, so they they switched it to The Art of Simple because there were more than just moms reading the blog, and they didn't want it to, you know, seem like just a mom thing because it wasn't. Uh, but that was where I started my whole kind of decluttering journey and we don't need as much stuff and that kind of a thing. And so I decided a couple months ago with some friends of mine, we've been talking about it and I've been going into some of their homes, helping them to declutter and just get rid of things that they didn't need and that. And so I thought, oh, maybe I should do a class at church on this. So I had uh, thought we would go through this organized simplicity book, which we did. And then I also went to I went to the library to pick up some more books uh, for some different ideas. And uh, the more of less was one that I had picked up, and I'd actually read. Joshua Becker has a I think it's called maybe Clutter Free with Kids. I can't remember the exact title of it, but he wrote a kids book basically mm-hmm. on how to um, keep clutter free with kids, which I read earlier this spring. Not even in the midst of all of this, just I picked it up because I had seen it, and he is. Um, the head of the blog uh, becomingminimalist.com is the name of Joshua Becker's blog and so I've just been on there reading a couple articles that caught my eye just like what you were saying on Facebook or Pinterest I'd see them pop up occasionally so I decided to read the more of less in preparation for my organized simplicity talk as well and I've just found it completely captivating even more so I suppose organized simplicity is more about intentional living and um, the same, along the same lines as of the more of less, but also um, more, especially for young moms trying to find a schedule to your day, trying to help you get things done, that kind of thing, where the more of less is more of a house tackling, um, <laughs> you know, let's get rid of these things. It seems ironic, a book, you know, a, a whole series of books and, and blogs on uh, decluttering and and being more organized, it, <laughs> the, there's some irony in it that the books and uh, and, and just whole series doesn't it on the the idea of decluttering. The, don't you think right. sometimes when you hear decluttering, decluttering, I I just think okay, well that means just getting rid of everything that I don't use on a regular basis. 
Right. And that's exactly what it is. Um, and that's what you need to, that, that's what you really need to sit there and evaluate. And even, but it goes even more into purchasing in the future. You know, we, ha- we are such a consumeristic culture. I mean, we just are consume, consume, consume. And so it even, you know, touches on w- what are we bringing into our homes? What are we purchasing that is, you know, really a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people you're consuming you know, to try to gain this happiness, and is that really fulfilling that? And I think if if we looked around at all the stuff we have in our homes, we could say, no, it's not, you know, because here we we have stuff and we don't use it or it gets boxed away or that kind of thing. So um, just being such a um, consumer culture, we just need to even evaluate what we're purchasing and what we're bringing into our home, even after we're getting rid of things. Um, You know, what, what are we allowing in, that kind of thing. I remember reading uh, from Joshua Becker what was that pivotal moment for him was he, I think it was Memorial Day weekend, he had, he and his wife had made plans to clean, like do their spring cleaning, and uh, his his job to tackle was the garage, and so he and his young son, um, his like kindergarten age son, went to clean the garage, and of course his young son finds the bin of summer toys that he hadn't seen all winter, and uh, so he finds something there to go play with instead of... Uh, helping with the garage and he keeps asking dad to come play and dad says you know i'm sorry i i I can when i finish this and the project ended up taking all day way longer than he had expected so as his son kept coming back and asking questions and wanting to play he realized you know the dad realized that what was keeping him from doing the thing that he wanted to do to go play with his son was all of these things that had piled up in the garage, all of these things that they had collected um, that were right. just clutter. Right. And they didn't even need them. I mean, it was just things that you rarely use. Is it something you can borrow from somebody else? Is it something, you know, especially you think of camping gear and things like that. And maybe if you do that often, that's justifiable to keep. But, you know, if you're only camping every couple years, maybe, or every few years, or just once in a while, it just, you think, gosh, could we borrow a tent from our neighbors or, you know, some camping supplies from our friends or, you know, that, that kind of thing where you say, do we really want to justify that space in our garage that kind of, you know, oh, are the mice going to get into it and then we're going to have to throw it out or clean it or whatever it is. It's just all that time and maintenance to say, do I really want to keep all of this to to do that kind of thing with it? And some might say, well, you know, maybe we only use it every other year, but we'll just store it in here. We've got... Uh, you know, an adequate size house where we've got a a shed or a basement where we can store these things. Uh, Mm -hmm. But what happens after that? Then we find we're running out of room. So what do we do? (laughs) Right. Well, and that's a very good question. Um, And that's what really you have to have to evaluate. One of the things, one of my favorite quotes on, you know, what to keep, and, and this is just in our home in general. Now, the garage and the, the shed and the barn at our house are, you know, kind of my husband's domain more. And so we always have, because he and I are really not on the same page as far as this kind of thing goes. It's kind of funny because he's, he's so good at everything and he's a woodworker and he, he 
redoes our whole entire house and he can build anything and it, he's amazing and, and he works in the hardware industry which is even better because um, he gets all these great deals on things which is not better for our clutter in the garage and in the shed <laughs> um, but it's just kind of funny because he's like oh I might use this you know so I just let him do his thing out there and I try not to look when I walk in so um, but it is funny because I'll say how often do you use this well I might need it when I build this that or the other it would be invaluable and okay all right that's fine so um i suppose and that's where you you know you have to say if we have the room do we keep it maybe maybe not and that's something that you just have to evaluate i guess you know item by item but in our home i like to use um, william morris's quote have nothing in your houses that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful and that is something that i i just look at as we evaluate everything going room by room when we do kind of a spring cleaning type thing and we don't do an entire house purge every year but there are certain times that you look at your closet and you say oh you know there are way too many clothes in here I am certainly not wearing them all what am I wearing what am I not wearing um you know it they say you wear what 20 percent of your clothes 80 percent of the time I know that's true for myself uh, I, I imagine it's true for others as well. So I just go through, you know, once a year or so and just say, I'm definitely not choosing this and I'm going to get rid of it. And things I definitely say, do I love this? Is this beautiful to me? Do I want to, you know, have it in my home or do I, you know, do I not use it? Nope. If I don't, let's get rid of it. That's an interesting filter, an interesting quote to, uh, because that, that appeals probably to both my wife and I. I tend to lean more towards the utilitarian approach. Uh, is right. it is it going to serve us well? Is it going to do its job? It's okay if it's pretty, but if it's not, that's fine too. I'd rather it work better or or you know do a job well or you know serve in some way um, more than just look pretty. And you know, right. of course, my wife would lean more towards the you know if it looks nice. It's great if it right. does. It, it's great if it does a job. You know, if it serves yeah. in some way, but it's also got to look nice. That's you know her criteria. Right. <laughs> and it, right. And so, I I understand. So that's a, a very helpful uh, a helpful rule for whether or not to bring something in your home. Does it mm-hmm. <laughs> does it yeah. uh, will does it have a purpose? Does it serve us well? Is it beautiful? Interesting. Now, what was it that, backing up a little bit, we started to talk about this a little bit earlier. I want to go back to what it was that prompted this this simplify and decluttering um, uh, philosophy for you. Was it was there a pivotal moment for you, like there was for the um, for the author of the the book? Um, was there a pivotal moment that said, "Man, something's got to change." I think probably getting pregnant with child number three <laughs> when you're living in a little house and you think we cannot can keep, you know, living this way. We can't, we're bringing another child into our home. I think we were getting ready to move um, to our current home, which was bigger, but at the same time here, we're going to add another person into our world. And it was, we just, I said, you know, we don't need all the, all these things. We had a whole closet full in our, in our other house, um, in our second bedroom of things that we just didn't need. It was wedding gifts that we never used. I remember having a punch bowl. I remember <laughs> having extra pots and pans, just things that we had gathered or we were given double of that kind of thing. And I remember thinking, I'm keeping all this in here, but 
I'm never using it. And if I need a punch bowl, I'll just call my mom. You know, I mean, that's really what I, I was looking <laughs> at going. I have all this space that I need to put, you know, baby clothes in or, or you know, baby shoes or whatever the next thing is that we actually do need or will use in our home and not uh, something that I'm just kind of using as storage space for something I'm not even using. So you didn't want to use the punch bowl as a baby bath? <laughs> that would have been a good idea. I'm but, sure it was um, beautiful. I did have a bathtub, so <laughs> I didn't really need both. But I'm sure it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. It was really nice. I just... I, I had to say, I you know, if I if push comes to shove, I have these huge mixing bowls that I could use. Now, obviously, it's not pretty for a party or something, but <laughs> if I'm having a party, uh, of course, we're planning ahead for that. So I can I can make some some changes. But if I was using that punch bowl, you know, a half a dozen times a year, it would make sense for me to keep it. But I just you know, I just never used it. I'm not a punch bowl kind of a girl. <laughs> so as you were, as, as you started realizing this, baby number three, and we're, we're on to what? Baby number, how uh, many, we're how many on, we're, we just, baby number five. Number five. One this weekend. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> wow. Well, that is exciting. So as, as more children come along, uh, more, more decluttering. Uh, more stuff comes. Yes. So you have to declutter more. Yes. And that's, I think we've even gotten, I've even gotten for sure, um, more brutal about it, I suppose. <laughs> My kids are, you know, like, don't get rid of our stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know. So we, we go through it together. We try not to, um, I try not to throw away their things without their uh, permission. I don't want to be that mom. But, um, but we do talk a lot about, you know, do we need this? Are we using this? It's okay if we have space for it but you know we there are seven of us living in this home and we just cannot keep everything it's not possible um we have to get rid of things we're not using and it's okay to get rid of things we're not using when you when you get rid of things what do you do with them when you decide okay we don't need this it's it's not serving a purpose it's not something we use on a regular basis or it's not pretty enough to be in my home (laughs) Right. <laughs> um, there, there aren't very many things that aren't pretty enough to be in their home, although <laughs> that's, that's the kind of home we live in. But um, but we, a lot of times, we have a church Facebook page, so a lot of times I'll pop up a group of things up there and say, can anyone use any of these things? Um, you know, we resale clothes. We have a huge children's resales in our area where we live, so I do a uh, resale every year. So anything um, that we're not wearing for the next um, year or the, you know, our last child, you know, our last um, kids here now, we have two different genders. So we're just getting rid of clothes left and right as we're getting through baby clothes. Um, we're not planning on having any more kids. So we are definitely getting rid of, of all those things. The interesting thing, when I had um, baby number four, we thought, oh, let's be done. We're, we're going to be done having kids. So I started getting rid of everything, and I did get rid of everything except, I think, our, our baby crib. That was the only thing that I'd kept. Um, and honestly, I just kept it for in the future from, you know, thinking ahead grandkid-wise. Um, and I thought, well, if we do happen to have another baby, which we we're pretty sure we weren't. I thought, well, it could be a boy. We have all, yeah, for those of you that are listening, we don't know, that don't know us. We have four daughters at the beginning of our line, and then we just had a little boy. So we had all girls up to that point. So we didn't have to, we didn't have two sets of, you know, gender clothes to keep at that point um, to, as we passed down kid-wise. But I thought, even if we had another baby, it might be a boy. We don't need to keep all these clothes, that kind of thing. And I thought, it gives 
grandparents something to give us then because we we have so much that we already don't need, you know, as far as toys and things like that, that half the time for my younger girls, I don't even know what to ask for because we have toys, we have clothes, we just don't need a lot of things and I don't want useless stuff coming into our home. So, um, so it was actually kind of nice when we had, uh, Nolan, our little boy, and I had a few things that we did need. Um, but even now, you know, we do resales and, and things like that and we just pick up clothes for really cheap for him and, and just things that, you know, we might need just occasionally. But this time I borrowed a swing when we had the baby. I borrowed an exercaucer when we needed one for him. Um, I bought a, a cheap high chair at the, at the resale that I'll resell for probably, about the same cost that I, I purchased it. So just things like that, that I would rather kind of quote unquote rent it from someone um, than have to purchase it and then sell it. You know, it's nicer to borrow, especially baby items, things like that, that are, that you just use for a short period of time. Now you mentioned, I do, I'm sorry. I do um, like the, you know, Facebook with our church people, mm-hmm. I try to give things away and we do retail. That's the main thing. Or we just donate to like a Goodwill or Salvation Army. You mentioned toys. I've got to ask, what's your rule for toys? And especially when it comes to holidays and special occasions, when family wants to, you know, when family members want to give gifts, they, they, everybody knows that kids love toys. And so we want to give the, the grandkids or the nieces and nephews, uh, toys or something that, that we think that they would like. Um, what, how do you approach that and how do you approach it with family in particular? <laughs> it's very challenging. I will say that because, you know, when you think of Christmas, I like to joke that Christmas makes me anxious just because think about all those things that are coming <laughs> back into our home. And I know that's funny, but it, you just think times, if everyone gives you, you know, your kids, if your kids get five toys each, which that's conservative, you know, even when you're looking at <laughs> right. from us and our grandparents on both sides who are lovely and generous, we love them. But, you know, it's just so much stuff. You, mm-hmm. You're you looking at bringing in easily 50 to 100 items new into your home at that time. So we, right before Christmas, we do a purge of toys in our home. So I make my kids each pick out about five to ten things that we can get rid of. Just knowing ahead of time, hey, there are kids that are in need. We have so much, and we're getting ready to get so much more. Um, And we try to gear grandparents toward experience gifts versus stuff. So things like movie theater tickets, things like um, we have little cooking classes in our area that our kids are um, can do or swim lessons or zoo passes or things like that that are more memorable than just, oh, I got a new, you know, Lego set. And we do also do Lego sets and things like that. And I do try to gear them toward um, things that we already have. So we already have Legos, so I already have Lego storage. So it's nice to get more Legos instead of something else that I need new storage bins for or something like that, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but we are definitely, um, oh, consumables, craft items. I don't mind those kinds of things because we use them up. So, and it's something that's creative and we're very educational in our house. So um, intentional uh, gifts are, are good gifts in our house. Um, but something else that somebody told me recently was a young man who's probably, he's in his early 30s, I suppose, so he's not too much younger than me, but 
um, he told me that he told his nieces and nephews, he said, I'm not going to get you any birthday or Christmas gifts forever. I'm, and when you turn 18, I'm giving you $1,000 because basically if I gave you $25 for your birthday and $25 for Christmas, then by the time you're 18, it would be about $1,000. So that's what I'm going to give you when you turn 18. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I would have loved to get $1,000 versus, you know, something that I couldn't even remember. Um, you know, maybe when you're growing up, you don't appreciate that. But when you're 18, <laughs> I bet you really, really would. So. I'm thinking of the five-year-old child who's thinking, wow, $1,000 seems like a lot, but... <laughs> but I'd really just like a, you know, a, <laughs> a new Nerf gun. <laughs> well, talking about Christmas and birthdays at Christmas, especially in our household, you know, we, we live on the, the third floor, so that's a couple of flights uh, of stairs as well. Yes. And for us, it's carrying all the... The, the presents up and then carrying all the recycling down from all the packaging that it was right. in, it becomes quite right. a workout. So I bet. I, I like the idea of encouraging, especially when relatives ask for what would, you know, what would your child like for Christmas, um, which I think is, is kind of weird, but, but, but when, when they do ask the encouragement for, uh, you know, to, to lean more toward experience or activity type things great idea because quite often that also leads to more time together as well right right and that's something that um actually what we decided with um, my husband's family several years ago there are 16 grandkids on that side of the family now there weren't that many when we decided this but we were still all had young families and we knew we were going to keep keep um having kids and we said let's stop giving each other gifts for birthdays and I mean the adults had stopped I think a long time before that but but kid wise we even said let's quit doing that and every other year we will go on a family vacation together um, like a four day three night family vacation and um, it's Meyer family vacation so this year again this fall we'll go on Meyer family vacation and we all go together all of our families and we just do a little weekend away and it is so much fun and the kids just love it and we actually do give each kid for their birthday this is so cheap but everybody gets two dollars for their birthday so from the the um adults so um grandma and grandpa still give gifts but aunts and uncles just give two dollars to each child and so they have a little something you know that they could put with other extra birthday money or you know just kind of to, to go towards something they might like but it really is so much fun and our kids look forward to it every year and it saves us all the hassle of buying you know well, what do they want what do they need and uh, all of us nobody wants more stuff just to have stuff so it's it's great buying something that they may only use a couple of times and then it ends up in a pile somewhere exactly and what's going to be more memorable Meyer family vacation is huge hit every year with everybody <laughs> and just everybody has such a blast what are your what are your children learning from that change in your family's traditions? Well, I hope they're learning that memories and people are more important than things. That's a huge thing in our in our life, in our houses. We try to put a big focus on our relationships and just that this is what really matters and 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 even just looking at even when we look at old pictures at times you'll see something that we've gotten rid of and you'll say oh do, you know do you miss that do you really miss that well maybe they do maybe they don't probably they don't um 
most of the time, out of sight, out of mind, if they didn't see it, they wouldn't even remember that they had had it. Um, and so that's a that's a big thing. I will confess that I've gotten rid of annoying toys before that are in pictures, and then my kids are like, oh, where is that red megaphone? Oh, um, <laughs> I have not seen that one sitting around today. If I do, if I see it, I will let you know. So anyway, but yeah, it it is... It is just one of those things that we, we just try to discuss. What do we actually need? What do we, you know, what do we, um, what is it a want for us? One versus needs is a huge, a huge thing. But just that we can, we can have more time as well. When we talk about um, all the stuff in our homes, we look at uh, the less stuff we have, the less time it takes to clean your home. The last time, you know, if you think about a shelf with a bunch of, I call them tchotchkes, little figurines or something sitting on a shelf, um, you know, to take take all of those off and then have to dust it and put all those back on, that all takes time. And some people are really good at those and, and they're really good decorators. Maybe I'm a minimalist because I don't decorate well. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but just to be able to have one thing sitting on a shelf um, that you find to be beautiful or encouraging or whatever it is, and then be able to take that one thing off, dust, and put it back on, it takes so much less time. So I try to tell my kids, you know, look how fast we can clean our home when we don't have all that stuff in our, in our home. So um, we, we talk about those kinds of things a lot. And now friends from church and, and others have uh, seen what has happened in your home and have been asking for help in uh, making that happen in their homes, too. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. We. Um, I spent some time in my friend Janelle's home um, this spring and my friend Jen and my friend Heather. And, and, in, and honestly, in all their different homes, we did different things. Um, it it is so hard when you have young children and, and any moms that are listening, I have been where you are. I've had really young children at times and multiples of them. And it is so hard to keep up and it's so hard to, to stay organized. And really it's just a a short season. My friend Janelle that I went to her home, she has two very young children and we were just trying to find our kitchen counter. And I said, (laughs) let's just work on, let's clear this counter off and we're only going to put things back on that you need on your counter because um, you know, she had a, a, a big George Foreman girl sitting on her counter. And I said, how often do you use this? And she said, I don't know, maybe, you know, once a month at the most, probably once every couple of months. And I said, you know what? And she makes these portobello burgers that they loved on them. And I said, Let's, can we make those in a pan or can we make them on the grill? You know, something where we can clear up that big chunk of your counter space. So, and I just tried it. I'm such a time setter in my house that we set the timer for 10 minutes and we work for 10 minutes and then we're done because I don't want it to be overwhelming that we have to have every last thing in the right spot all the time. We're not like that at our house, but as you can imagine with seven of us living here, it does get messy really fast. And <laughs> I just try to say, let's, if we can clear off the kitchen counter and clean the kitchen counter, we can change the world. I'm sure of it. So, um, but it, it does make such a difference. And at least for me <laughs> in the, as in the head of the house, uh, you know, on a daily basis in the morning or, you know, during the day, um, being there, it's, it's just if I can see my kitchen counter, I'm much happier. So um, we we clean our home or pick up. I don't say clean because it's not cleaning. It's just picking up. We tidy um, twice a day, and and we 
And I say that because um, for those of you that, that don't know, we homeschool. So we are home all the time. And so we are constantly getting it messy and working in it. And so us just tidying a couple times a day for 10 minutes at a time, that just makes Jackie Meyer, things. thanks so much for being our guest today. We're all out of time. Thanks for sharing with us your ideas on uh, how to declutter and, and keep that home happy and healthy. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, Thy Strong Word. You're listening to the Messenger of Good News. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at KFUO.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.